trigger warning. The following episode contains references to human suffering, mental conditions, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Oh, anyone can be possessed by the devil. Me? I've got Hitler riding my back. I'm Sean. Merry Exorcismus! I'm Adam. Mood swings, loss of appetite, levitation? Ask your doctor if exorcism is right for you. I'm Kelly. Let's see here, number 15. Looks like Linda Blair. Okay. I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Acid Pop. Thanks, Elvis. <laughs> well, this week we'll be talking about driving the devil out. <laughs> Amen. That's right. We're talking about exorcism. Hmm. About time. I think we're all overdue. <laughs> uh, we, we, we've all got a little devil inside of us. It always takes me forever to work up the nerve to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done getting some of that exorcism. <laughs> exorcism, of course, meaning a calling up or driving out of evil spirits. <laughs> calling up, I like. It's like, hello, is this an evil spirit? <laughs> yes. Uh, is this a crank call? Would that apply to like bad alcohol and stuff? Yep, to evil spirits. <laughs> you know, like tequila. <laughs> Any of the tequila family. <laughs> From the late Latin exorcismus. <laughs> My family celebrates exorcismus. Merry exorcismus. <laughs> uh, we drive that fat old man out of the chimney every year. <laughs> oh, God. Please. From the Greek, exorchismos, <laughs> meaning administration of an oath. Okay. Huh. Um, Do you solemnly swear to stop possessing this person? <laughs> yes. Wink. <laughs> Uh, which is also from the Greek exorcizin, <laughs> bind by oath, uh, which is ex, which is out of, and horkizin, <laughs> cause to swear. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Never met a priest like you before. <laughs> Played by the rules. There is no fear of exorcism, but there's a fear of demons, demonophobia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that spelled A-E? Yes, it is. Okay. I know what you're saying. Why'd you say it, Damon? Well, because because I wanted to. Because the show <laughs> brought to you by Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon. You like the Golden game. Compass. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of trivia this week because exorcism is kind of bull crap. But uh, we'll get to that. How many demons possess the average person? <laughs> you would be surprised. <laughs> Let's start with what percentage of adults in the United States believe that demons are currently possessing people. What percent of adults believe that? <laughs> possessing any person in the world or them specifically? Any person in the world. Oh, 40. Mm, 25%. Oh, I'm going to be optimistic. 10%. Sean was closest without going over. A 42% wow. oh, share of the American public believes that demons do possess people. <laughs> 
on a timeshare basis. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of them shouting, Obamacare. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about mostly Catholic exorcism or ecclesiastical exorcism in this episode. Whoa, big words. Getting in my territory. <laughs> what year were the Catholic rites of exorcism standardized? Standardized. Wow. Like actually written down and said, this is how you exercise the demon. <laughs> Step one. It's got to be very early or very late. Yeah. I'm going to say 1500s. Mm, the 1970s. <laughs> I think it was when we were like going to like factories and stuff. Like, <laughs> like you know, with, with, with Ford, you know, he invented the assembly <laughs> mine, line and also exorcism rules. The assembly mind. <laughs> Say step one, get rid of all demons. Step two, grab some steel. <laughs> get to work. So that's what, the twenties? Uh yeah, ish. Sean, once again, closest about going over. Uh Ooh. the the official Catholic rites of exorcism were standardized in sixteen fourteen. Wow. Oh. Was it like an addendum to the Bible or Well, th- there's <laughs> a lot of that going on. Like that's these rites are not Bible official, but they're uh, Vatican official. They're not canon hmm. in the Bible. <laughs> says Pope, but not God approved. <laughs> As an aside, I'm not going to read the rites of uh, exorcism on the podcast, but we're going to link them in the show notes because mm. God, it's pages and pages and pages. <laughs> and also you don't want to accidentally exercise any demons. That's true. They might like our show. Uh, but as an, as an after question to that one, what was the first year that the rites of exorcism were officially published in English? Mm. Oh, man. Instead of Latin. 1800. Oh, that was, I was going to guess. I'm going to have to go a little higher. 1850. Stick into the 1920s. Kelly is close to that going over. Wow. The rights of, of exorcism were published in English in 1999. Whoa. <laughs> Holy crap. Better late so than never. about 21 years ago? Yeah. What the heck, church? If you're going to do an exorcism, you got to be willing to work for it. you got to <laughs> learn your ecclesiastic Latin first. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, no, they wanted to make it easier for people to drive out demons. They out, yay, Eamon Day. <laughs> <sighs> what percentage of adults hear voices? <laughs> Normal voices? <laughs> like in their head. Which percent aren't deaf? Like ever in their entire life? Just like people whispering to them and there's nobody around or this anything is, like that. This is going to be a sad number, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a wide range, so... I'll give you any number in that range. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to stick with 25%. What's the evilest number? 66.6. There you go. 66.6%. Oh, man. I was going to say 60%, so I'm just going to go even higher. 70%. Well, Adam got in the range. <laughs> it's between 5 and 28%. Huh. Huh. That's actually that's lower than I expected. That's, that's taken very... from studies all over the world, so they, they kind of went, eh, here's the range. That's a very <laughs> big range. Yeah, yeah seriously. Between 1 in 5 and 1 in 20. So there's like some countries that are just throwing off the whole curve. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Like nobody hears voices in Honduras. I was about to say Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> and in Russia, everyone does. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of different stats, and I, I found the most depressing ones for you. Perfect, thanks. Uh, how many child abuse cases in the UK are linked to notions of possession or witchcraft every oh, year? Man. 50%. <sighs> How many? Not not a percentage. Fifty <laughs> of the hundred. <laughs> uh two hundred. Is this parents saying that the child is possessed, or parents saying that they were possessed when they abused the child? Ooh, uh, it's it's the parents abusing the child because the child is either a witch or possessed by a demon. You caught that mm. devil, didn't you? Uh a thousand. Whew. 
Ellie is closest without going over. It's roughly 1500 a year. Oh, I got close. Man. So parents in the UK, it's not demons. They're children. Thank <laughs> you, UK. You're a tiny country. Lots of demons. It's got the biggest <laughs> demon per population percentage in the world. Well, they've got the fae there. So half those it's children true. are changelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the study on how many of those demon possessions are actually like fairies? <laughs> they haven't done it yet. Hmm. Falsely accused. None of these parents are beating their children with cold iron. <laughs> <laughs> they might have a lot less problems if they did that. You sit in this salt circle and think about what you did. <laughs> in Italy, how many cases of demonic possessions are reported each year? Reported? To who? <laughs> Somebody goes to the church and say, hey, my wife is possessed. Oh. It's Italy. They probably report straight to the Pope. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, where, that's where 911 goes in Italy. Uh... 200 again. 5,000. Oh. I don't know how many people there are in Italy. Like, I might guess more reports than there are people, and that'd be embarrassing. I don't think there's 5,000. There's, there's multiple people in Italy. <laughs> don't do the hand thing, Andy. <laughs> 3,000. Well, Adam's closest with got going over, but he got it wrong by a magnitude of 100. What? Don't diminish my accomplishments. Half a million cases of demonic <laughs> possession are reported in Italy every year. How many people are in Italy? <laughs> I don't know. It's an old town. There's quite a bit. I feel like closeness to the Pope should equal less possession, not more possession. Seriously. Like he's falling down on the job. And he's got demons trying to fight down the gate. But there's there's also the the more religious you are, the more you tend to blame your problems on demons and all this stuff. Or maybe. the more demons you attract. Yeah, maybe it's true. Yep. Maybe demons are attracted to Bibles. <laughs> oh, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> you gotta put like demon balls in there. <laughs> like moth balls. Yeah. It's like it's sixty million. Which means approximately one percent of the country <laughs> gets accused of possessed. That's not so bad. That feels high to me. One percent seems like a good number. Just one percent of Italy? What about the rest of the world? They're, they're voters, Andy. They're they're electing the Pope and stuff now too. I feel like, the, well, no, the Pope is elected by a, a diocese of bishops. Yeah, well, one percent of those bishops are also possessed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, I got a couple. Just two terms. What is genuflection? I feel like I've oh, heard that before. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly told us this. I mean, genuflection, as I know it, is when you do like that little. Gertz curtsy sort of thing when you go into a pew before the cross. Pew pew. <laughs> With your little laser gun noises. <laughs> but my God, childhood Catholic schooling may be failing me. Kelly seems pretty sure on this. I seem pretty unsure. <laughs> so genuflection is the act of bending at least one knee to the ground. Okay. Yeah, little curtsy thing. So it's generally your your knees hit the ground, you're like, uh, oh, thank you, coach, and then you go play soccer. Say <laughs> <laughs> so where <do> you propose. <laughs> Uh, what is a demoniac? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds really cool. Yeah. That's the dating app for possessed people. <laughs> <laughs> you have Beelzebub too? Wow. <laughs> we should be a couple and become legion. <laughs> so that's when you get possessed more than five times. Those are demon groupies. No, it's just a person who's been possessed. No. Oh. Okay. A demon groupie. So before we start to get into exorcism itself, how do you know if a loved one has been possessed by a demon? I would know. <laughs> would you? <laughs> would you, Adam? 
if their head spins around. Well, that that's a surefire sign, but we're, we're, we're talking more subtle stuff. Oh, so you mean like uh, if you projectile vomit across the room, you might be possessed. <laughs> your child suddenly screaming, your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> they flinch at the si- side of a cross. Ooh, Kelly has, has gotten one, actually. Uh-huh. Maybe I just have something in my eye. <laughs> this isn't the quiz, but we're... Th- oh. I thought we were doing redneck jokes. <laughs> oh, you might be possessed, yeah. <laughs> I've got 14 things here Wow. Uh, to tell you whether or not you could... Like, Adam, you're looking at your girlfriend. Is she possessed? Let's start off. Number one, loss or lack of appetite? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. A cutting, scratching, or biting of skin. Is this going to be like one of those uh, magazine quizzes? Like if I get a certain number of yeses, then she's possessed? <laughs> well, no. At, at the end, depending on the number of yeses, I'm going to tell you how many demons. Oh. oh. <laughs> is each one of these a different demon? Yeah. Three to six is an imp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was the second one? A cutting, scratching, and biting of skin. Yeah, she bites her nails. Number three, just a cold feeling in the room. Mm. It's warm here. Well, she No, no. Not that one. Unnatural body postures and change in a person's face and body. <laughs> like hanging from the ceiling? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll skip that one. We'll come back. Um, the possessed losing control of their normal personality and entering, entering into a frenzy or rage. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these just seem like descriptors of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> change in a person's voice. What? Again, descriptors of teenagers. Sean turned into Louis Armstrong. (laughs) Demon! They told me the devil played jazz. (laughs) Supernatural physical strength, not subject to the person's build or age. No, definitely not that one. And I didn't get that when I was a teenager. (laughs) I wish. Speaking or understanding another language which they had never learned before. (laughs) No. You're either a demon or you've been playing Duolingo. <laughs> Where'd you get this Rosetta Stone? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> um, knowledge of things that are distant or hidden. I don't know. That also sounds like a Snoopy teenager. <laughs> teenager with Google. <laughs> a, a kid who's playing, been playing too many Carmen San Diego games. <laughs> a prediction of future events. Mm. I mean. Anybody can be a lucky guesser, I guess. Well, it didn't it didn't say accurate prediction. They <laughs> just predict. Just yeah, yeah, somebody who just has prophecies a lot. Doesn't matter yeah. if they're right or wrong. Um this one I could actually believe, like I would believe. Levitation and moving of objects. Okay. <laughs> that that'd be a big guess, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh hold no. on. So levitating an object and moving an object. So because I thought that was two different things, like levitating. Thing one, moving an object <laughs> thing to him. Like, well, that's kind of like. <laughs> she carries a book bag. Yeah. I, I believe it's the levitation and then the in air movement of objects. Okay. So it. if what I the- can levitate objects, but I can't move them other than that, <laughs> am I in the clear? Yeah, you're fine then. That's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> if you can levitate them into a church. Uh, the expelling of objects? So if I you know. bought like a cool knife. <laughs> paper clips start shooting out your ears um violent reaction towards all religious objects hmm any religion it just says all religious objects so i hate the norse religion <laughs> <laughs> and finally antipathy towards entering a church what's well, antipathy mean exactly eh. don't wanna <laughs> like a malaise about churches uh okay like a like, eh, I don't. Hey, you want to go to church? Eh. 
I don't feel like it. Demon. We're, we're back to teenagers. Levitating yeah. teenagers. <laughs> those levitating teenagers. And those are the 14 signs of demonic invasion. So if somebody's not eating as much as they should, demons. <laughs> if you have a cold feeling in the room, it's winter. And demons. <laughs> or AC. Turn up the heat and look for demons. So in recent years, starting in the 70s, reports of exorcism have been on the rise. Hmm. Ever since that stupid movie came out. Exactly. <laughs> so the movie The Exorcist caused people to suddenly start reporting exorcism at an exponential rate. Exponential. So much so that there's generally there were generally only about 140 trained exorcists, trained by the Vatican. Card-carrying exorcists. People that would actually go out and be like, I fight demons for the Lord. <laughs> like the SEAL Team 6 of the Vatican. How do you get that job? Yeah. I don't know, talk to the Pope. <laughs> But our, our new pope, who everybody loves so much, has recently started training about 250 new exorcists. Wow. That's why people love him. He's serving the people's needs. <laughs> yeah, sure. But and any priest uh, that has been ordained can, with the approval of a bishop, go out and perform the rites of exorcism. Wow. So you've kind of been deputized at that point. <laughs> yeah. Problem being that that's just a Catholic version of that. Uh, exorcism usually takes two forms. The Catholic ecclesiastical version, which is you are going to yell prayers at somebody for about four hours <laughs> until the demon gets bored and wanders off. <laughs> oh, God. Well, near the end of it, you have to call out Satan himself and say, get out of the child. Do you have to say it in the, that tone? You do. Yeah, it's in the rules. If you don't have a southern accent. It just doesn't work. Um, and this is very important because if you don't drive the demon back to Satan by talking to Satan, the demon will follow you afterwards. Mm. Oh, oh Demon, did you hear that? Satan's calling you. <laughs> the other and more dangerous form of exorcism is the kind where they say, look, the demon's only in there because your body's so damn comfortable. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's fix that. We need to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> we need to make some holes to let the demon out. <laughs> Which generally involves bludgeoning. Oh, uh, no. Being hit with boiling or freezing cold water. Oh. Fire. Cold or hot. You'd think demons would be used to fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's not hellfire. Does this make you homesick, huh? <laughs> oh, reminds me of my youth. <laughs> and uh, like and any sort of general torture, binding is very popular as well. Yeah. I mean, if the demon stole the body to get around and you tie the demon to a chair, it's just going to be like, well, this isn't what I was hoping for. <laughs> I wanted a body that could get out and see things. If someone like came up to my house and started beating it with a bat and throwing hot water at it and cold water at it, I don't think that bothered me too much. Yeah, but that like if that's your house possessed, what, what if they came up and they were like, ah, your wife, she's full of demons. No, no. I, I'm saying if I'm a demon and my house is a, is a body... <laughs> And, like, somebody starts beating on my house. I'm like, well, that's inconvenient, but... <laughs> well, but they don't want to be driven out. They're having such a good time here. The yeah. idea is generally, sometimes at least, that demons possess bodies to have physical experiences. So one yeah. assumes that they experience what the body experiences. Ah, I see. They fill it edge uh, to edge. Yeah. I, I, I did ignore the Ashura, but that, that's one of the things that they do. Uh, so when we get into our three stories here, we're going to start with people who were taken against their own will to have exorcism. Well, they're not going to agree to it. They're possessed by a demon. Yeah, say so if they go along with it, they're probably not possessed. <laughs> no, if they go along with it, that's a demon that's playing the long con. <laughs> well, that, I, that's what you want to do in like Ultimate Werewolf or something. <laughs> and I can give you the short version of one of them is pretty much there's 
a ton of LGBTQ people that oh. have been held down against their will by their parents. The person that, whose story I read specifically had like a 15 pound Bible placed on their head. And to quote, so the demon could not ignore the word of the Lord. <laughs> 15 pounds. Big Bible. Yeah. What is it made of? Stone? It's a Fred Flintstone Bible. <laughs> Apparently it was one of those big show Bibles that they have on like the big podium at the Catholic Church. Hmm. You can go whomp when you set it down. You throw the book at somebody and kill them. <laughs> uh, but a first-hand account from a woman named Melanie. Uh, Melanie had been having trouble with an abusive husband and a daughter who had been recently diagnosed with autism Uh-oh. when she fainted during church choir practice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, singing lets the devil in. <laughs> it wasn't on the list, but I'm suspicious. As she regained consciousness, she noticed that nobody that in the choir was helping her up at all. <laughs> in fact, they were looking at her in horror. Oh, Thanks, okay. assholes. <laughs> they were all possessed by demons. <laughs> what are the odds? Oh, so she had to exercise all of them. Yeah. <laughs> She's a hero. She came up swinging. They said that as she fainted, she looked at them with an inhuman face and laughed at them. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, you're going to have to pick me up. <laughs> Got you now. <laughs> Uh, this was pretty much all the proof they needed to know that she had a mocking demon inside of her. <laughs> none, of, none of those things were on the list, Andy. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> this this is also 2017 England. So Wow. So what they did was uh, take this woman and prop her up on a chair and begin yelling prayers at her. Like immediately? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> You're still woozy from passing out. Yeah, so your head's already hurting from clonking on the floor. What had actually happened was her abusive husband had perforated her eardrum. Oh, God. So she fainted from that. So while she's in the incredible pain of having a perforated eardrum, people are yelling prayers at her. (laughs) Please, into my good ear. (laughs) For three hours. Because what an abused woman needs is more people screaming at her. (laughs) What I need is a bathroom break. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, she kept going to that church. Why? (laughs) A few months later, in the middle of the night, she was kidnapped from her home. Man, that was a I was a stuck-in demon. Oh, you know. And she was taken to the home of a person that she had no idea who the person was. Okay. She was forced to her knees and to, in a prayer position and shouted out for two hours. <laughs> she was told that the demons inside of her were trying to take down their church. <laughs> By fainting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> fainting aggressively. <laughs> They accused her of being sinful and also told her that her daughter's autism was caused by the demon inside of her. Oh, that's helpful. Well, at least it wasn't vaccinations this time. <laughs> After their makeshift prayer exorcism screaming time, she was told not to come to church for six months just to make sure the demon was out. <laughs> Doesn't she need to go to church more if she's full of demons? Yeah, seriously. Well, no, but the demons are trying to take down the church. So if he gets in the church with yeah. them. They should prioritize the needs of their parishioners. One would think. That drove her away from the church forever. <laughs> That's good. Fair. So when her grandma died, she eventually, like she had, she went to a different church in a different town to have the rites and have her buried and stuff. And the, the deacon said, hey, why are, you, why are you here? Why aren't you in that church next to you? She told him the whole story. He said, oh my God, report this. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm glad someone finally did. Uh, she did report it. And the diocese said, no, nah, there's going to be no punishment. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with this. It's a good Samaritan law. The vicar himself wasn't involved in this thing. And look, the rest of you, here's a slap on the wrist. You leave demonic possession to the experts. (laughs) It's just not safe. Now, who are you going to (laughs) call? 
the exorcists. Yes, thank you. For future reference, the good priest is the one who tells you to report your kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, moving along, we have two stories about people who demanded their exorcisms. Yeah. Yeah. These don't end as nicely. Oh. They don't they don't uh, get better treatment for going voluntarily. <laughs> well, our first story is from 1976 in West Germany. Oh, see, now they didn't have the exorcism rites in English yet, so they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> or I, I guess they might have had them in German. Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose is based off of this story. Oh, okay. Uh, Annalise Michael was a very religious young woman who attended church at least twice a week. Mm. And when she was 16, had been diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. Mm. So she would have grand seizures. It's probably unrelated. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> Um, after her third large-scale seizure when she was 20, she began seeing devil faces appear from nowhere and was hearing voices that told her not only was she damned, but she would rot in hell. Mean voices. In addition, she gained an aversion to any religious symbolism. She wouldn't enter churches or shrines. She wouldn't look at pictures of saints. And she noted that any of that was too shiny and sparkly for her to stand. <laughs> she was like an anti-crow. <laughs> at this time, she was also getting psychiatric help and was on a bunch of uh, epilepsy medication. She was on antipsychotics. Good. None of those were helping. Yeah. Brains is weird. So she and her parents and all of her neighbors said, well, she's got the devil in her. <laughs> That's the only other option. She said, I have the devil in me. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess points for trying the medical method first. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So they went to the local priest who said, no, <laughs> you should continue with the psychiatric treatments. Wow. <laughs> this is another good priest. Yes. Good on him. He, but he also kind of let slip that exorcism has to be with the permission of a bishop. Yeah. So they went to the bishop. <laughs> so they played a game of chess. And got permission directly from him. Uh, she met with a priest named Arnold Rines and said, I am going to begin exercising you now. <laughs> Boom. Bam. Here we go. This is in September of 1975. So her exorcisms would continue two every week with a length of up to four hours for the next 10 months. That's a stubborn demon. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that that demon's really down on in there, isn't he? (laughs) Or a really inept priest. After eight months, he's like, I think we're making progress. (laughs) I can see the head. There's another priest that they met with who's a, a lesser note that... When he met her, says, doesn't look like an epileptic to me. <laughs> I'd know one anywhere. Yeah. Doesn't smell like one. <laughs> she ain't a shimmy in and shaking. <laughs> Where's them gyrations? <laughs> and because you do this for a person who's needing psychiatric help and on meds, at her request, Annalise said, no, all I need is the exorcisms now. Yeah. I don't want to go to the psychiatrist or take medication. So her parents and the priest said, okay. <laughs> Oh, we'll save a ton of money on that. Let's all go back to priest one. (laughs) (laughs) And during the last few months, like she stopped eating and drinking much of anything during the last few weeks of her exorcisms. She stopped eating entirely. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what they say? Feed a cold star of a demon. (laughs) (laughs) So she was fueled by hellfire. Demons love pizza. (laughs) (laughs) All meat. Um, She died in her home on July 1st, 1976 of dehydration and malnutrition. She weighed only 68 pounds. She could not move on her own because both of her knees were broken from the constant genuflection required by the rituals. Oh, Oh, man. 
That just blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't know you could break a knee kneeling. I didn't think so. So either. malnourished that her bones just. <laughs> you got to commit to that genuflection. No, like gently easing down. <laughs> How old was she? How uh, she was twenty when she died. And she I was sixty-eight wow. pounds. Oh, no, she was twenty-four when she died. Oh my god. Sixty-eight pounds. <laughs> she was six feet tall. <laughs> and when you get that small, there's no more room for demons. <laughs> so <laughs> it's driven them out. There's no room to live. Got to lose all that demon weight. Uh, the two priests involved and her parents were immediately charged with negligent manslaughter. Good. <laughs> while, the, while the first priest stood by smuggling. <laughs> with an investigator saying, well, we probably could have saved your daughter's life. <laughs> if we'd have gotten here just a week earlier, we could have saved her. Yeah. Yeah, generally before someone starves to death is the best time to save them from starving to death. (laughs) (laughs) As she's about to starve to death, somebody diving through the door with a crouton in their hand. Crunch. Oh, Caesar! (laughs) However, at the time in West Germany, religious beliefs were kind of held as you could do whatever you wanted in defense of your religion. Mm. When testifying, both the priest says, no, 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 you don't understand. She was possessed by a bunch of demons, and she told us the names of them. (laughs) We'll name names. (laughs) Well, here's some names. They identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Judas Iscariot. Mm, Some heavy hitters. Hitler. (laughs) Hitler? Hitler? Oh, I could see him becoming a demon. I feel like they're playing to the German crowd here. (laughs) He moved up the ranks fast since 1945. He arrived and immediately, boom, demon lord. He's he's second in command now. And Emperor Nero. Wow. (laughs) Really name dropping. I don't think Kane is even dead. I thought he couldn't die. He can't go around possessing people. Yeah, he barely fit. (laughs) He just goes around wrestling people. Just climbed in there. <laughs> they they told the jury that her soul had finally been saved from all demons with the final exorcism that resulted in her death. <laughs> she genuflected and they all shot out the top of her head. Just <laughs> <laughs> so that means the demons were the only thing keeping her alive. Yeah. Apparently, both the priests and her parents were found guilty. Good. <laughs> I want to know how long the jury was in uh, deliberation for that. <laughs> Each of them was given six months jail with a suspended sentence. Oh. Did they at least get, like, demoted by the bishop? Like, no more exercising people? I don't believe so. I imagine that would have been a promotion. <laughs> Good work. Like, like I said, the exorcism of Emily Rose is based off this story. I haven't seen the movie. I imagine it's much more demon-y than the real account. I saw it years ago. I, they, they made mention of, like, multiple demons being in there. Was Hitler in there? I don't remember them mentioning Hitler. I think I would remember that. <laughs> she keeps on Sig Heiling. <laughs> it feels like it's also a little complicated when the person involved is complicit. Like, even if they're not psychologically yeah. stable. That like, makes yeah. it a little tough. Yeah. Well, there, there's the, the, the hearing voices thing earlier kind of links into a lot of these exorcism cases. Because yeah. people who start to hear voices and are very religious go, it's the devil. It's a logical leap, I suppose. <laughs> Why not angels? Yeah. Well, it depends on what the voices are telling you. I'm sure there's also people who are very religious who think they hear angels. Mm. Well, what if somebody says, kill your family for Jesus? <laughs> I'm conflicted on this one. <laughs> I think generally speaking, voices are, I mean, when people hear voices, they, they tend to be more violent toward the person hearing them than anyone else. Yeah, sort of like a sinister thing why are, towards you. Why are these voices always so demanding for like good or evil? Why can't I just have like a mellow voice that wants to get pizza or something? <laughs> Adam just has the airport security, like if you're in the red zone. <laughs> 
finally, we're going to Nicaragua in 2017. Finally. Uh, in the very sad case of Velma Trujillo. The, the demon capital of South America. <laughs> Velma once again was in her 20s when she started developing some mental issues and started having hallucinations and she began talking to herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When her family asked her what was wrong, she says, I am possessed by demons and <laughs> prayers are the only thing that can help me now. <laughs> I just asked how your day was, Velma. Jeez. Jeez. You don't understand. <laughs> While her family was like, man, she seems really kooky right now. (laughs) Velma's a real downer these days. (laughs) It would have taken them the better part of a day to get to any doctor from where they lived. But there were three priests on the same block. (laughs) Well, so they did what any person would do. They took her to the evangelical church that she just joined and said, demons? (laughs) (laughs) At least they asked an expert. Uh, The young pastor of the church, Juan Roca, said, I will definitely help her with this. I'm on the case. So she was willingly going with them up to the church, up until the point where she grabbed a machete from somebody and started swinging it wildly, saying, you can't take me. Wow. (laughs) Teenagers, am I right? (laughs) She's 20-something. Old teenagers. (laughs) And this, of course, was like, Everybody looked at her and was like, so many demons. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's got all the demons. So they summoned all the people who were part of the evangelical church, tied her down, and started saying prayers <laughs> for five days. Five oh. days? Without food and water. <laughs> like, surely the people saying the prayers must have taken shifts. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, the last two days when she was dead, I would have lost steam. <laughs> Any minute now, it'll start working. <laughs> she had also uh, joined the church with her 15-year-old sister, who was in there praying with her. Oh. <laughs> when her family came to visit during this, they said, no, no, you have to leave. She ain't cured. <laughs> you don't want to catch the demon. <laughs> Finally, on the sixth day, one of the members of the congregation fell asleep and had a revelation from God. <laughs> fire drives out demons. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Does it, though? I feel like if fire would make you real thirsty after five days without water. Yeah. So the congregation got to building a big old pyre. <laughs> right over the top of her. <laughs> well, they tied her to a uh, oh a guava tree next to it, Ooh. next to the pyre, and, and lit the thing up. Hmm. So to this day, the accounts are shaky <laughs> on whether or not somebody cut her down and shoved her in or just kind of let her bake above the fire. Oh, it's like a marshmallow. But soon enough, her sister, who was still in the church praying, began to hear Velma screaming over and over, I'm going to die. <laughs> Somebody yelled back in, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that must be the demons talking. <laughs> After roughly three hours of this, she finally decided to go get the rest of the family. No. I should do something. <laughs> After I finish this book. She ran to go get the family. And when they returned, they found Velma naked on the ground, covered in terrible burns. Yeah. Mm. Wonder where those came from. <laughs> Demon burns. Unfortunately, they also brought Velma's five-year-old son. Oh. Who ran up to her mother in tears, or his mother, sorry, <laughs> in tears, at which point she told him with a smile, no, 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 los pastorositos me batirazon, or the little pastors have baptized me. In fire. In fire. The family quickly made a stretcher and made for a doctor who was 12 hours away. (laughs) Yeah, the doctor was too far away last time you went looking for him, but now suddenly he's close enough. They took off running. When they made it to the doctor, he goes, oh shit, I'm not (laughs) equipped to deal with this. We need a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to go to the doctor that's even farther away. (laughs) But the phone for the helicopter is 18 hours away. (laughs) The phone's back at home. (laughs) Shit! She unfortunately died of her burn wounds in the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, most of the people involved were sent to prison. <laughs> 
for a good long time. Good. Not like, not like the last time. <laughs> and Nicaragua began cracking down on all cultish religious sects in the country. Did right. they also consider maybe providing adequate mental health services? <laughs> no. Or closer doctors? Double no. <laughs> New rule, no cooking your constituents. Aw. <laughs> but God sent me a revelation. Fire plus demon equals demon gone. Why even have church anymore? <laughs> Those are all the stories I have. Anybody here been possessed? <laughs> Not knowingly. Yeah, if I did, it's a very like passive demon. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember watching a lot of uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit where they talked about people who were like, man, I just can't get a job. Gotta be demons. <laughs> <laughs> Can you apply for like um, unemployment because of demon possession? In Italy, probably. <laughs> I... I, once again, I am not very religious. I had really no religious anything growing up. And I didn't see The Exorcist until I was a teenager, at which point I still didn't know anything about religion. So that whole movie was just very confusing and strange to me. Like, see, it just seemed like a bunch of non sequiturs more than a scary event. The, the, the thing about The Exorcist is that it was so built up for me by my very religious family. Yeah. Mm. When I finally saw it, I was like, I'm getting ready to be so scared. And it was a good movie, but... I've always heard it's one of those movies that's super scary to religious people. Yeah, I think it is. I don't, I don't think I've ever honestly seen the whole thing all the way through. I have religious family members who found it scary because, I mean, from that perspective, it's all possible, which is scary. <laughs> yeah. Anything is possible. No, not that. Oh. Um, what else was there? Like, and, and coming from a religious upbringing, but we were like Lutheran. There was never like a big, the devil's coming to get you thing. No Lutheran demons? Well, but my, my in-laws constantly talk about like, man, you can't watch this. The dev- That's how the devil gets in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the devil will be right there on your couch watching it with you. Just beams into your eyes. Hey, man, you watching John Wick? Oh, man, you catch that game last night? <laughs> I did. Satan, yes. <laughs> Satan, you need to go home. Satan, you need to get a job. <laughs> but I thought we were cool. <laughs> Satan is the one who sits next to you during the movie asking you what happens next. <laughs> Oh, is he going to open that door? God damn it. Just be quiet. Let's find out together, shall we? Man, I'm super scared of clouds, too, though. (laughs) Shut up. Yeah, I come from Catholic stock, but we weren't like exorcism Catholic. (laughs) We were like... There's Catholic and there's Catholic. Midnight Mass on Christmas Catholic. (laughs) Midnight Madness Catholic. (laughs) All souls must go. But this does seem like a, a good time to repeat the whole, you know, schizophrenia is real. People do hear voices and there's help for that. And you're not going to find the help in someone praying at you. But maybe a psychiatrist. He could yell at you for money. <laughs> so now that we have our personal possession stories out of the way and we're all full of demons. Check. It's time for what are your morals worth? So how much for the lot of you to get together? This is a group effort. Hmm. We have a lady, she's convinced she's full of demons. Hmm. And I need you to give her 10 months of exorcism. 10 months? Is this like two times a week or? Two times a week, at least four hours. Can I make sure she's eating and drinking regularly? I will allow it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I didn't, there was no rules about not eating or drinking. (laughs) Well, but she, she doesn't want to. We'll give her an IV drip or something. Well, I mean, we're the exorcists. She has to do what we yeah. say. We're going to get her on a, you know, a healthy eating regimen, mm-hmm, meditation, it. mindfulness. <laughs> well, no, you have to, you have to do the proper exorcisms. I can do that too. 
When you say proper, do we just have to pray at her for four hours? Or We're going we to do the Catholic one where you have to shout prayers at her. Okay, but that's it. Are the prayers that's in it. Latin? There's, there's no, none of the beating, none of the fire. Okay, good. <laughs> Do I have to learn Latin? No, we're doing, we're, well, it's current day, so no, you have the, the English. Mm, I might try to do the Latin anyways. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you want to, you're doing this for 10 months, you're going to want to <laughs> spice it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's also in like Italian and all that. I'm going to lose my voice for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If I, I mean, get, I would do it. <laughs> if I get enough money, I can get her proper care afterward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you just... Say, take this communion and these pills, and then, and then we'll start the exorcism. You're good. This is the body of Christ, and it's a couple of pills. These are the painkillers of Christ. <laughs> the, the antipsychotics of Christ. So demons hate garlic, so you have to be all full of garlic bread before we start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and omega-3s. They hate those. <laughs> so I got you some salmon. <laughs> nice crisp skin on that. Demons hate crisp skin. Oh, lemon pepper. <laughs> Drives them right out. <laughs> I like that we're all on the same page about this exorcism. <laughs> no, I, I think this is best case scenario. Like we can drive this exorcism however we want. Yeah. We'll get her a pillow for her knees. <laughs> Give her just, no, just some of those knee pads. Today we'll be shouting your prayers at the amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> While we go down the roller coasters. This is power of less horrible than I imagined it to be. <laughs> Put your hands in the air when you say them. <laughs> The speed drives out Hitler. <laughs> if you go fast enough, the demons can't keep up. You put it, go to the go to the fair in one of those uh, the cylinders that spin around so fast you stick to the wall, and you just centrifuge the demons out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to want like a day's pay for each. Yeah, just I think just a solid day's pay was it's about all I'd need for ten months. So let's say each of us gets paid. What's a good hourly wage? It's oh. four hours of work. Yeah, no, now I'm very sad thinking of my hourly wage. <laughs> Let's say each of us gets paid $250 a day. That's That seems fairly reasonable. Times four, so that's 1000 Times 10, we get 10000 bucks. I get each. to choose my own amount, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm still worried about her long-term care. I mean, ten grand would buy a pretty good psychologist. Now, I also want my pay. Yeah. Yes, you, you, you can demand your own pay. The, the Vatican's providing this, and they're chock full of gold. <laughs> I want Templar gold. I want that Judas silver. <laughs> oh no, they won't give you that. Forty-one pieces, motherfucker. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Wasn't it just forty pieces? One for me. <laughs> uh, Fifty thousand. Oh man. Fifty thousand. Some of it's going. You also to have to watch the poor girl suffer as you yell prayers at her. Yeah. Keep that. Yeah, in that's mind. true. We do have expenses to think about. <laughs> All that garlic bread. Hmm. Gonna probably have to find her an apartment. <laughs> Why? Away from her parents that are allowing this. Yes. Now, I'm assuming this is going on after work so I can keep my regular job. I'm just giving up two evenings a week. And since she's signing up for this and she's all on board and we've got a set time, I'm assuming that she's this is going to get done. She was like, whew, thanks. I'm all better. So, yeah, I think 10 grand's pretty reasonable. And then Kelly, I'll split it with her when we're done. Kelly's right, though. I do want like a, to hire a nutritionist for the days I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could go a little crazier on this just – just like I said, for expenses and even give her better care to do, to do it with too. And in that, in that respect, 10,000 doesn't seem like quite enough. In this situation, let's all assume that the Vatican brought us in for proper training as well. I think sure. 50,000 seems good for all expenses. Yeah. That's not bad. If the Vatican trains me, I want to be like the, the witch hunter general. <laughs> Call me Van Helsing. You want a hat? I do want a hat. That's how people know you're important. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'll I also say, want to be trained to hunt vampires. I'll say 15,000. I think we're going to get calls after this asking for our services. 
I mean, our exorcisms are just kind of like a day spa. <laughs> One of us is doing a pedicure. <laughs> so you're getting a mani-pedi while, while, while a person massages your shoulders and two people are standing in front of you going, amen. And just kind of pile down these horns. <laughs> oh, but they're so shiny now. Where do you keep on getting these iron crosses? <laughs> so if there's nothing left, I think that does it for this week. So thank you for listening. Don't be possessed by any demons in the meanwhile. If you can help and goodbye. Bye. Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. Or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.